Hello, my name is Nicole and I am coming to you straight from my kitchen. And we're not going to delay, we're going to jump straight into it. So I've learned while navigating life that we as Christians are entitled. Now, I know this is going to rub some of us the wrong way, but if this does not apply to you, then kudos, good job, you are doing an amazing job, keep that up. And keep in mind that when I say we, I'm part of the we. Yes, I'm part of the we. And this is not a podcast. You're welcome to have your opinion. You're welcome to have your input. And we can definitely have a conversation on this. So I've noticed, okay, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about myself. And if this resonates with you, then you, you're part of the we. Yes, you're part of the we. So I've noticed, like growing up so as long as i can remember i've always been surrounded by um christ right in a sense that i grew up in a christian household so my childhood was always about prayer was always about bible verse and about church and which i'm grateful for honestly very very grateful for and i i was in the church and i did I did the rounds, you know, I started from ushering, then I did um, the choir, then I did the translation, so that basically the pastor would be preaching mainly in French, and I would translate in English. And I had a moment where <clears throat> I departed from the church. Actually, no, let me correct myself. I departed from God, and I do not recommend zero out of zero like not a good idea do not try it <laughs> anyways i departed from god and i had my prodigal daughter moment story for another time and while i was out there because i grew up as a christian because i've been around christianity and because i've been around prayer for so long it came to my mind that anything i ask i will be given right because i'm asking in the name of jesus but i think that was really a wrong thing to grow up with in my mind because i would every time i would be in need of something clearly i would run back to the feet of jesus and i would ask you know and i would find myself applying bible verse the infamous matthew 7 7 you know and i would be applying that just really expecting that God is going to give it to me. Almost being like, God has to give it to me. But the thing that I forgot while I was doing those prayers and running back to God and just having this huge expectation that He's going to give it to me and having that entitlement is God doesn't owe us anything. Like zero. He owes us absolutely nothing. But yet, he gives us everything because he is graceful and because he is faithful. And I wish I knew that back then, you know. And I think this is where the season that I'm in right now is such an interesting season. Because, especially now, because I find myself praying prayers like, God, anything in my life that isn't from you, take it away. And it's a really tricky prayer when you do that because honestly, you don't know what God is going to take away. What if the job that pays your rent is the thing that he takes away? How do you react? 
like how do you react as a christian just on the daily if we can just be a hundred percent honest how do you react when god says no it's really telling because when we ask we are so convinced and some of us will apply bible verse as we ask and it almost feels like manipulation because the entitlement it's so rooted it's so deep that you feel like if you apply a bible verse because it's god's words he has to honor his own words but the thing is god god's timing isn't our timing like he blesses who he wants and he does things according to his own timing so when i say we as christian are entitled we are entitled in that way because we go to god and we, we, we ask for things and it's almost as if sometimes we go to god expecting the answer to be automatically yes but if you read in the book of matthew 6 i believe it's verse um eight it says do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him like god knows what we need before we go to him and ask him like he knows why we're going to him in the first place right so our reaction our reaction as christians is very telling when god says no and i'm not gonna lie I struggle with that I struggle with that I struggle when God says no on something that I want very desperately right I struggle with that and that's why the season I'm in is very very interesting because I find myself wrapping up every prayer with God may your will be done and it's an interesting thing because we don't always know what God's will is we don't always know what God's will is and it could be as far as isolating you and leaving you by yourself. If that's God's will, you have to thank him. You have to rejoice and you have to give thanks. Because in 1 Thessalonians, I believe it's verse 5. I believe you have to go verify this, but I believe it's verse 5, chapter 16. It says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Not sometimes, not maybe, but in all circumstances. So I'm unlearning things and I'm learning things. And I just love, love being able to run at the feet of Jesus. To repent and to make things right because it's never easy to follow Christ and we don't talk about that enough but maybe we should talk about that next and that being said stay blessed and prayed up bye hello my name is Nicole and welcome back I'm coming to you straight from my kitchen, again, uh, drinking this coconut water sitting on this table. Actually, no, hang on. I'm not sitting on the table. I'm sitting on the stool that's next to the table. So just so we're clear that I'm not randomly sitting on my table while doing this. We don't like to delay around here. So let's jump right into it because we don't, why would we delay? No, let's just get into it. So I've learned... I've learned while navigating life that pain 
leaves you scars. Now, I know you're like, well, duh, it's obvious. We all know it. Hang on now. Hang on. Let me land. Okay. So this is why this is not a podcast. You're welcome to have your opinion. Your input is welcomed. And definitely we can have a discussion about this. Of course, always open an app for that. So now hear me out. Pain can leave you scars. And I feel like one of the biggest scars that pain can leave you is pride. I know you're like, what what do you mean pride? I feel like sometimes we get hurt by either people or situation that we never thought we would get hurt by that we are so prideful because we're like, we're in this belief that that happened to us, right? And as a Christian, at least, at least I, I like to talk about, I like to be part of the we. Well, not that I like to be part of the we, but I'm part of the we anyways. So let's just talk about the we. So me, myself, personally, every time I'm in pain, what I do is I run back to the feet of Jesus. I do that so fast. I used to be a runner. And so I still got the speed. So I am so quick to run back to the feet of Jesus and be like, Jesus, look at what they did to me. Look how this turned out. And like, why would you let that happen? And I really do that. It's something that I genuinely go back to God and I ask. I'm like, why would you let them do that? Or why would you let this situation hurt me like this? But I'm understanding that I'm talking from a place of pride because I'm like, what? That person could hurt me? Like, how? Why? But while I'm doing this, I am forgetting one very important thing. God does not like pride. God detests pride. I think, I don't know the verse exactly, but it's very clear in the Bible how God detests the pride. And I know for a fact that in James 4, 6, James chapter 4 verse 6 it says but he gives us more grace that is why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble so here I am real quick running back to God because I'm in pain and because the scar that this pain has left is pride but the crazy part is like we don't realize in that moment Like I said, I'm part of the we. (laughs) We don't realize in that moment that we're talking from a place of pride. We're not talking, yeah, there is pain for sure, 100%. I respect everyone's pain and pain is pain, right? But I think if we take a step back and we start by extending grace towards ourselves, it always changes the situations a little bit. It really does. Because when you think about it, how many times, how many times has God extended grace towards you? Like how many times has God extended grace towards you? And this is something that I also learned how to extend grace through a situation that personally happened to me. I got into a situation with a friend and a sister in Christ of mine looked at me straight in the eyes and she said, Nicole, how many times has somebody ever extended grace towards you? I feel like a bucket of water has just been 
pour it on me because I was like, oh my goodness, because I knew she was right, you know. And I think in circumstances where we're in pain, we need to step back and start by giving ourselves grace because Jesus extended grace towards us so many times that we can count. The Bible says that you have to forgive 70 times, seven times. It's, it's, it sounds weird when you say it, but it makes sense. Do, do the math, right? Jesus himself says you have to forgive 70 times, seven times. That means that if he's telling us to do that, do you know how many times he has forgiven us? Lost count. Lost count. And the other thing that I've noticed that pain leaves behind is a grudge. And when you walk around with a grudge, you're carrying around something that you shouldn't be carrying in the first place because the Bible teaches us to forgive. And I know people are like, oh my gosh, it's going to start teaching us about forgiveness. No, I'm not going to start teaching you about forgiveness. I'm just reciting what is in the Bible. In the book of Mark chapter 11, 25, it says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything, if you hold, replace that anything by grudge, literally, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. And I never really looked at it like that. So I think we as Christian, instead of just running to God and being like, by God, they did this and they did that and this happened, I think we should be able to take a step back, extend grace towards ourselves first no matter what the situation, especially when when we're in pain, we need to extend the grace towards ourselves first and then extend it to others. And I think that is always like a great step, a great step. I am learning every single day, every single day. And it's beautiful in a way that it's breaking me, but not to the fact that I am being crippled. It's just breaking me enough. God is breaking me enough so that I understand that before I run to him, I got to check myself first. I got to check myself and be like, okay, yeah, my heart is in check. My mind is in check. My spirit is in check. My soul is in check. Like you got to show up to God, making sure that you have extended grace towards yourself. You have checked yourself. You have forgiven your brother. You had made sure that you're good. You're good. You're blameless, pretty much. But we're human and we're all learning and we can all learn together. And thank you so much for coming by and um, see you next week. Bye. Hello, my name is Nicole and welcome back. As you already know, I'm coming to you straight from my kitchen, sitting on this table, drinking this coconut water. Actually, I'm not sitting on the table. I'm sitting on the stool that's next to the table, just so we're clear that I'm not randomly sitting on my table. And around here, we don't like to delay, so we're going to jump right into it. So, I've learned while navigating life, that you need to keep yourself in check. 
at all time. Now, I know some of you are like, well, that, that's pretty obvious, but hear me out, okay? And this is why this is not a podcast. Your opinion is welcomed, your input is valued, and most definitely, yes, we can have a discussion about this. Now, hear me out. As a Christian, some of us, right? And if, like I like to say, if this does not apply to you, you are doing a fantastic job. Keep doing that. And may you be a great example for the rest of us. Okay. Some of us, okay. We run back to the feet of Jesus. The minute we feel the slightest of pain, right? And I used to be a runner. Okay. Just for a backstory. I used to be a runner, a sprinter. So I still have the speed in me. So when I tell you that I run back to the feet of Jesus, I'm like Tom and Jerry fast back to the feet of Jesus, right? And every time I get there, because I'm in pain, and I'm going to talk specifically about the pain that, you know, you would feel because someone caused you that pain. Every time I get there, the prayer would look something like along these lines. I would get there and I would be like, Jesus, they did this to me. Jesus, but they did this to me. Jesus, and then they did this to me. Do you hear that? Even saying it now, it just really blows me away because yes, there is pain, but underneath that pain, there's a very thin line of pride. Yes, pride. <laughs> Listen, the Bible says very clearly that God detests the prideful. And it took me a moment. It took me to be in the season that I'm in to really start applying certain things that I knew into my prayer, into my life, and into just the daily, right? So I would go to God and really literally pray and be like, they did this to me and they did this to me and they did this to me. But without really taking a step back and looking at the situation, And don't get me wrong, pain is pain, and I respect your pain. But when your pain becomes so big that you won't let anybody try to understand it, and you feel like no one could ever feel the same pain, and you feel like no one can understand you no matter how you try to explain it, there's a sense of pride that becomes bigger than your pain because now you're thinking no one understands you and you're the only person who understands you. But as a Christian, our first instinct should be to give ourselves grace. Give ourselves grace. Because when you think about it, like how many times has Jesus have grace for your life? How many times? Like the Bible says, you have to forgive 70 times 7 times do the math i'm not going to do the math for you you do the math and you tell me if jesus himself tells us to forgive that many times how many times do you think he has given us grace how many times do you think he has extended grace i've lost count i've lost count and when i say you have to keep yourself in check i mean in all the circumstances of your life before you go to god Make sure that you're in check. 
The other thing that pain can leave behind is a grudge. And so you end up walking around carrying things on your heart that shouldn't even be there in the first place. In Mark chapter 11, 25, the Bible says, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything, okay, replace that anything with grudge, okay? And when you stand praying, if you hold anything, you can replace it with grudge and guess anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. You need to let go. And I know, I, I know you're going to be like, oh gosh, she's going to teach us about like letting go. No, I'm not here to teach you about letting go. If you want to let go, like, I mean, do your thing. If you don't want to let it go and again, do your thing. But you have to be able to forgive. You have to be able to give yourself grace. You have to be able that you're coming to God in check. That your heart is in check. Your mind is in check. Your body is in check. Your soul is in check. Your spirit is in check. Because if your spirit ain't in check, Holy Spirit is not coming through. And I've learned this. And I'm learning things that really pushed me to start this is not a podcast because every time I learn something, I am blown away. And I think this is something that I was blindly going about every time I ran back to the feet of Jesus. I thought all I needed to do was show up. But truly, before I show up, I need to understand that my pride has to stay at the door. My ego has to stay at the door. Like, I just have to go in the way I came into this world when I came out of my mother's womb. And I know that went from zero to a hundred real quick, but that's just the reality of being a Christian. That's just the reality of following Christ. It's understanding the Bible, understanding scripture, and trying to apply it to your life. So again, this is not a podcast. Your opinion is welcome. We can definitely have a discussion. Until next time, maybe we should talk about you. Let me know. Okay, bye. Hello, my name is Nicole and welcome back. Coming to you straight from my kitchen, sitting on this table, drinking this coconut water. Actually, hang on, I'm not sitting on the table. I'm sitting on a stool that's next to the table, drinking this coconut water. That makes a lot more sense, right? Just so we're clear that I'm not randomly sitting on my table while doing this. Great, now that that has been established, Let's jump right into it because around here we don't like to delay. You already know that. So I have learned while navigating life that sometimes you have to position your heart to accept disappointment. Even if the disappointment is from the people you love. Now, I know some of you are like, why would somebody that I love disappoint me? Listen, if, if, somebody you love has never disappointed you, I pray that they continue not to disappoint you. And if they have, then you're part of the we, because just remember that I am always part of the we. And this is not a podcast. Your opinion is welcome. Your input is appreciated. And yes, absolutely, we can have a discussion about this. Now, I know this is a very, it's probably a sensitive topic, but I've learned while navigating life that 
sometimes you have to accept disappointment even if it's from the people you love now the difference is when somebody you love disappoints you you can't just get rid of them and I'm not saying that anybody who disappoints you should get rid of them that's not what I'm saying but I'm saying that if you look at the way life is set up sometimes there are situations there are circumstances and there are people that will disappoint you sometimes you're gonna disappoint yourself okay sometimes you're gonna disappoint yourself but you can't get rid of yourself so sometimes you have to be able to extend grace to the people that disappoint you because think about the amount of time that Jesus has extended grace when you disappointed him I feel like hiding but there's no really no place I can hide but that that feels like a like a self-attack towards myself but think about it how many times have we disappointed God but he still had grace for us you know like the Bible tells us Jesus tells us that we have to forgive 70 times seven times okay if Jesus tells us that that's the amount of time we have to forgive how many times do you think he has forgiven us yeah I know you're probably losing count yeah me too me too you're part of the we now and I find it really interesting especially in this generation where the minute something or someone disappoints us we cut it out of our life but are you cutting it out of your life then going back and crying by yourself because the disappointment is so hurtful it's so painful or are you cutting it out of your life and being at peace with yourself you know because when you read the Bible in first Samuel verse 15 sorry chapter 15 verse 11 God himself okay and and this is what changed my whole my whole viewing of being disappointed by people God himself says in first Samuel chapter 15 verse 11 I regret that I have met Saul King for he has turned back from following me and has not carried out my commands and listen God himself regretted making Saul King because Saul disappointed him on a level where it was like it was deep and personal okay but it really changed the way I, I see disappointment in people or in things or in circumstances or in things that I have no control over. It's if a human can disappoint God, which is a thing that we do every single day, but God can still have mercy. Like who are we to, to be disappointed and take it on a personal level and carry that around? And the very same Bible in John chapter 14, 27, this is what turned me into a rebel okay when I read this chapter it turned me into a rebel on how to have peace when people disappoint me to just look at it and be like I mean I'm just gonna have peace because Jesus says so it says John chapter 14 verse 27 he says peace I live with you my peace I give to you I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled. Like that right there, it's like every time I come across a situation that disappoints me or someone that disappoints me, 
I literally look back at John 14, 27, and I find so much peace. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I never get mad. Absolutely not. I will. But I kind of use that as a reference. I'm like, wait a minute. Why would I miss sleep over something that I have no control over? It already happened. I cannot turn it around. I do not let disappointment turn me into a bitter person. Because Jesus left me with his peace. He literally gave me his peace. So I feel like we as Christians sometimes, we are, you know what I have to say, even we as Christians, we're very fast to judge, we're very fast to point fingers, but we don't look within ourselves, right? We, we don't look within ourselves like we have disappointed people too. Definitely, we have disappointed people. We have let people down. But if Jesus had grace for us, why can't we have grace towards the people that disappoint us? Like, think about it. And it's wild to me because as I'm reading my Bible study and I'm going through the Bible and I'm just, I'm learning, right? I'm realizing that there's so many things that we can apply in our lives on the daily to just, that changes everything. And for me, I've learned that I set up my heart to be disappointed. I, I, I accept the disappointment and I carry on because the Bible tells me that Jesus left me his peace. He gave me his peace. And that being said, that will be all for today because I'm feeling, I'm going to just go jump back into my Bible and I'll see you next time. This is not a podcast. Until next time, stay blessed and prayed up. Bye.